Hello, welcome, and thanks for checking in today to No Vacancy, the podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Palmer. I'm an Airbnb ambassador and 17-time super host, and I've hosted over 1,000 reservations. I'm a stay-at-home mom of two under two and manage my eight listings remotely. My mission is to help new and experienced vacation rental hosts turn their listings into fully booked, profitable properties that can be managed from anywhere, so you too can have no vacancies. If that sounds good to you, let's get right into the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of No Vacancy, the podcast. And if you think Natalie's voice sounds a little different today, I'm going to address the elephant in the room and say you are absolutely correct. My name is Tatiana Taylor-Tate, and I'm an award-winning interior designer and short-term rental coach tuning in all the way from Vancouver, Canada. And I feel honored today as Natalie asked me to take the reins as she recovers from losing her voice during the wild week we had at this year's International Verma Conference. So with that being said, I promise she will be back next week, don't worry, and I ask for you to be gentle with me as we dive into the do's and don'ts of design for your short-term rental. First off, beginning with a little background on me and why you should even care about what I have to say about design. I've been in the interior design and short-term rental industry for eight years now, starting my short-term rental stint off by renting out my spare bedroom in my home to a year later unknowingly falling into rental arbitrage. Yes, I said unknowingly as I had no idea what the concept of arbitrage originally was whatsoever. Here, I rented a seven-bedroom home from a developer, turning the home into a bohemian-style hostel equipped with communal spaces and uniquely designed rooms for guests. Since then, I have grown my personal portfolio as I continue to create spaces that I love, helping over 100-plus hosts design, automate, and scale their short-term rentals to success. And today, I'm here to drop some gems on how you can do exactly the same. When approaching interior design, it is first important to determine who your ideal guest is. One of my favorite ways to do this is by creating a detailed avatar, breaking down my ideal guest's age, interests, profession, values, and lifestyle. Completing this exercise is a fun way to figure out the type of guest you are creating the space for and how you can ensure the experiences and recommendations you're providing actually suit their needs. A great example of this, let's say, is my made-up fictional guest, Mindy. And let's say she's booking your property close to a national park. Mindy might be in her early 30s, works a nonprofit, is an avid hiker who appreciates health and wellness, you know, the true yogi meditation type. And we can assume she's on a trip to take a much needed break from the city and connect with nature. 
So with these details in mind, I would design a space that embraces the outdoors and her interests. This can be done using organic influences, natural wood tones, and cozy aesthetics. Another benefit of the ideal guest avatar that I like is it's being able to determine which amenities for your property that will actually pay off. In Mindy's case, since the property will have more of an outdoor feel, I would focus on adding amenities such as a fire pit, reading nook with a selection of books, art around the home that included photo prints of the surrounding area, maybe even some hiking trails, and perhaps amenities as big as a hot tub or sauna. However, I don't want you to feel that you have to run out and take a bank loan to enhance your space. No way do we want to do that, because that is definitely not true. Some of my most favorite spaces were designed on a budget and it all came down to creativity. Some small ways you can enhance your space with design can be done through decorative pillows, lighting, and even a fresh can of paint. In addition, completing the avatar will also help you add unique experiences to your home for your guests. Using Mindy as an example, once again, perhaps when she arrives, she enters the space to a beautifully created welcome basket, showcasing trail brochures, local recommendations, and maybe even a fun mini s'mores kit for a fun treat in the evenings. I know I would be a sucker for that. Either way, I promise you the design is in the details. And Mindy is not only going to share this experience with her friends, but rave five stars all day long. Now, one of the questions I get all the time is how can I make my short-term rental stand out? And in my experience, there are three main areas that initially attract your guests to book, being price, location, and style. And for today's episode and staying on theme, we're going to dive deeper into style. Aside from designing a uniquely curated or themed property to fit your guest avatar, when it comes to style, you will want to do your research and ask yourself if your property includes specific amenities over the competition. This can be as small as fast Wi-Fi, a desk for work, or any of the amenities we mentioned in Mindy's case. Either way, no matter what amenities or furnishings you decide, I cannot stress enough that nothing is more important than providing a comfortable bed with quality materials and linens. When selecting the beds for your listing, it is best to play it safe with a medium-firm queen-size mattress with crisp white linens and a duvet. Remember, we're in the hospitality industry, so no matter the space, I always ask myself and my fellow hosts, WWRCD. What would the Ritz Carlton do? As for sizing, the reason I suggest a queen for the minimum size is unless it is a room for two separate twins, it is extremely difficult for two people to share a double mattress comfortably, let alone actually get any sleep. Regardless, your mattress should be one of the larger investments you make when it comes to furnishing your property. However, thanks to the internet, there are some great affordable brands out there such as Purple, 
and the Douglas Mattress by Good Morning with companies like Bonsai or How to Host for Linens. Lastly, before we move on from mattresses and bedding, I want to emphasize how important it is for you to safeguard those investments with the right mattress and pillow protectors that clearly state on the packaging that they shield from bed bugs. I've seen this mistake done one too many times, you guys, where a host thinks they purchase a mattress protector to realize it only shelters from water and not actual bed bugs, which is one nightmare you definitely want to avoid. Another question that seems to keep popping up is regarding area rugs. Do we love or hate them? And should they be in the bedroom? Truthfully, I love a good area rug and believe there are plenty of reasons why it's ideal to incorporate them in the bedroom. Area rugs help frame furniture within the space while providing comfort, warmth, and additional interest with color, patterns, and textures. However, if you have carpeting, an area rug isn't always necessary unless you're trying to add a pop of color or design to the room. I personally am not a huge fan of carpeting in the home, but one of my properties has it and we've never had any issues as long as we maintained a system to keep them clean. On the topic of rugs, let's jump over to entryways and doormats. I once learned our brains make a thousand computations during the first seven seconds we see someone or something. That means within seven seconds, we tend to assess a situation and form an impression. Now, you may be asking, okay, Tatiana, what does this have to do with entryways and doormats? Well, in my opinion, absolutely everything. It means that as hosts, we have seven seconds, yes, seven seconds from the moment the guest checks in for them to form an impression on the space. And your entryway is the first thing guests will see or pass by as soon as they arrive. So I don't know about you, but I'm going to strive for the wow, letting my guests know the type of five-star stay they're about to expect. With that in mind, I like to find unique ways to showcase the design or details of my property from the moment they step inside. This can be done with a fun branded welcome mat made from Etsy. For example, one of my properties is called The Peach. And as soon as someone arrives, it reads, Welcome to the Peach. Simple, I know but you wouldn't believe the amount of compliments or inquiries I get from this rug that cost me only $35. Honestly, probably one of the best investments I've ever made at that property. Next, we usually have the Wi-Fi information framed in a nice print, either hung on the wall or next to a welcome basket filled with fresh coffee, local goodies, and our house manual all neatly placed on an entry console table or the nearest counter to the front door. As for doormats inside the home, some of my favorite brands are Chillwitch or Ruggable as they are extremely durable and easy to clean. 
As we head into the kitchen, one of the questions we received before today's recording was how to determine which items are necessary in your rental versus what you can actually skip out on. A great answer for that is to go back to your ideal guest avatar as it comes down to truly knowing your client. For example, in Vancouver, most of our guests we found were traveling from Asian countries and always inquired if we provided a rice cooker in the spaces. Over time, we recognized the demand and set that each of our properties within the specific location had a fully equipped kitchen with a rice cooker for guests to use at all times. As for two other property examples, Let's say located in more seasonal destinations, we have a variety of different items for the home that is, let's say, in Whistler, which is more of a ski town where you can snowboard and mountain bike versus our property in the Okanagan where guests frequent for the sun, wine tours, and to really just enjoy the beach. Either way, I would suggest doing your research to know what guests have been asking for the most or personally what you think the space would need. When it comes to the kitchens, I always suggest a fully equipped kitchen with a full spice rack or caddy for guests to use. And a good rule of thumb is to have enough cooking utensils in the space that you would be able to make a good pasta dish or a barbecue dinner. Last, before we break down my top five tips for designing your short-term rental, let's take a step outside and chat exterior for a second. A question Natalie and I recently received was how much does the exterior design and landscaping actually matter when it comes to the design of your rental? And it's funny because I can't remember the exact movie that this was in, but all I can remember is the main characters arrived at a rundown cabin in the woods that literally looked like a murder house to only step inside to what appeared to be a brand new, I think at the time, like Ikea showroom style home. Now, my point on this is you don't want to find the exterior of your property completely underwhelming or upsetting to your guests before they even step inside. I realize landscaping and outdoor amenities can be super costly, so all I recommend is if your property is a standalone home instead of an apartment, you will want to clean the exterior up either with some light landscaping, weed whacking, or garden lights, etc. As a nice curb appeal can go a long way. I say this not only as a designer, but from personal experience, when I initially was renting the seven-bedroom home, as the exterior of the home wasn't ideal versus the interiors, of course we did our best to try to make up for it as the home was being torn down, but it was definitely something the guests noticed and that we learned to keep an eye out for when acquiring future properties. Which is why I learned from these mistakes so you don't have to. With that, let's dive into my top five tips that you can implement today when designing your short-term rental. First, beginning with purchasing durable, high-quality furniture. I know when starting out, high-quality furniture might not always be in the budget. However, what I can say is it's always cheaper to pay for one good piece of furniture once rather than replacing it multiple times a year. 
Here I will quote Natalie's previous episode with Minoan, where she mentioned buy nice or pay twice. If you are on a budget furnishing your property, you will want to ensure you focus on investing in the high touch areas, which means the furniture pieces your guests are most likely to use, being the beds, sofa, and usually the dining table and chairs. No matter how beautiful any space is, if the bed is uncomfortable or the legs of your chairs are constantly falling off, well, I'm sure you know where your guests are going to take this. Second, embrace small spaces. Bigger is not always better and sometimes less is more. With the right furniture pieces, even the tiniest of spaces or homes can be transformed into comfy, intimate workspaces or areas for your guests to enjoy. Third, Add a focal point or bold accents to grab one's attention in each room. This can be something as small as the decorative pillows on a bed, fun wallpaper or paint, a gallery wall, or even something as large as a breathtaking built-in fireplace or incorporating any outdoor scenic views. Either way, adding a fresh coat of paint is probably one of the most budget-friendly ways you can enhance any space or piece of furniture. Number four, good lighting. There are many benefits when incorporating natural light throughout your home, such as cost efficiency, better moods, increased productivity, and comfort levels for guests. Natural lighting can even help reduce stress while promoting better sleep and increasing your home's value. However, not every home can receive as much light as another, which is why I always recommend getting creative with lighting in your spaces. This can be done with pot lights, fun pendants, chandeliers, sconces, or even bedside lamps. Either way, you will want to ensure that each room is well lit at all the same wattage, usually no more than 3,000, or else it starts to look like you're on the operating table in a hospital. Last but not least is high-quality photos to showcase your property. I always scream this from the rooftops and every time find hosts trying to cut corners when it comes to photos, wondering why their space isn't booking as much as their competitors, even though they may have invested in the furniture and design. My only question to that, honestly, is would you book a place that had dimly lit iPhone photos, usually that are way too zoomed in to even see the room you're looking at? Probably not. So why waste all that hard work you put into investing in the furniture and designing the space to let the subpar photos ruin your listing's potential? Besides, platforms like Airbnb actually base your listing off of photo quality now and it's very easy to hire a real estate photographer with just a quick google search to shoot magazine worthy photos of your listing for about $125. Either way when it comes to design at the end of the day no matter the size of the property or the design Remember to create a space that shares an experience or story. 
This can be a reflection of you, the property, a theme, or even a feeling. Whatever you decide, as long as you are passionate about your property, I promise you, your guests will keep coming back. And finally, let's get into my attempt for Natalie at this week's Am I the Airbnb Hole? I thought I would do something a little unique since we just passed Halloween and the movie is still fresh in my mind. For those of you who haven't seen the film Barbarian on Disney+, Plus, the next few minutes will consist of multiple spoiler alerts and a warning that the film is dark and rated R. This 2022 thriller begins with a young woman discovering the Airbnb she booked is already double booked by another stranger once she realizes the key is empty to the lockbox. Against her better judgment, she decides to spend the night sharing the space with the stranger and soon discovers there's a lot more to fear than just an unexpected house guest. She sleeps the night to leave the home in the morning to realize the house is located in an extremely dodgy and rundown area. Not mentioned in said listing, let's just say. After multiple calls to the property manager, Bonnie, she continues to get her voicemail with no response. As the suspense continues to grow, the guest accidentally locks herself in the basement discovering a hidden room in the walls that lead to a bedroom with a camera and bloody handprint. Past that is another secret door to hidden tunnels underneath the home. No thank you! The guest then enters the tunnel in search for Keith, the stranger who was double booked with her to only come face to face with what I assume is set to be the barbarian, or what now haunts my nightmares. Either way, after weeks of both guests now missing, the original owner comes back to stay at the place to potentially sell it. Okay, so we have, we're looking back, we have guests that are missing for weeks. Um, Obviously, Bonnie doesn't realize this, and now the homeowner is checking into the property to potentially sell it. He then contacts the property manager of the year, let's just say, she is property manager of the year, Bonnie, to ask why the previous guest's luggage and vehicles were still at the home if the property wasn't booked and why a cleaner hasn't come by to turn over the property yet. Bonnie rudely assures the homeowner that no guests are there and everyone has checked out, ending the call with a loud click. Now, I'm sure we can only imagine what happened when the homeowner found the hidden doorway in the property and was met with the barbarian himself. Without giving the full movie away, so just the quick cliff notes here with no ending spoiler, my question to you is who do you think in this scenario is the Airbnb hole? Is it the barbarian? that's clearly obviously murdering the guests? Is it the double booked guest that made the original guest have to share the accommodation? Is it the homeowner 
who's obviously blatantly not aware of his property and um, the tunnels underneath it? Or is it good old Bonnie? If you ask me, I have to say my money is on Bonnie. And with that, it is now checkout time. If you're interested in learning more about interior design for your short-term rentals or just meeting 350 other like-minded badass women, I invite you to join Natalie and I at our first ever Level Up Your Listing Summit held in Scottsdale, Arizona this February 27th, 28th, and March 1st. I want to thank you for allowing me to be your host today as it's been an absolute pleasure to share everything design with you. I promise you will see your beloved host, Natalie, back next week. And lastly, as fellow hosts, we all know the value behind a five-star review. So if you liked this episode's takeover, make sure to share Natalie some love by hitting the like, share, and subscribe button. Happy hosting!